Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. Good Saturday afternoon to you. This is Mark Rennick, and it's Victory Over Sin. I hope you're having a good Saturday afternoon. It's The inversion is here, and winter is here, Treasure Valley. Welcome to Victory Over Sin. This is the first part of the show where I explain to you essentially what Systemic Change of Idaho is because they sponsored this program. And Systemic Change of Idaho is an advocacy organization funded through the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul. And what we do with that money is to go out and to explain to Idahoans what it's like to be on parole and how to survive on that, and hopefully to educate Idahoans on what that process is all about. It's an outgrowth of a conference from St. Vincent de Paul that's called the Reentry Conference, and about almost five years ago now, we started a conference that was specifically targeted for people who we like to call returning citizens. They come out of incarceration, and once they're out of incarceration, they call the St. Vincent de Paul hotline, and they identify themselves as just being released from incarceration. And this group, this conference, comes out and meets with them, as Vicencians do two at a time, and we talk with them, we help them with rent, we give them a bus pass, a bicycle, uh, some support in terms of clothing, and uh, we do that. We've been doing it for about five years now. It's been very successful. And to be honest with you, uh, to give you some of a graphic, um, in Parole Region 4, if people who have been in the system know that, but it's pretty much the Ada County up into McCall area, uh, 1,000 people paroled to that region in the calendar year before last. And this little group saw 651 of those people. So that's very powerful. We went out and we helped them, and we so we've gotten a very good reputation. From that reputation came some uh, um, attention on a national level from uh, St. Vincent de Paul, and they have a little reentry group too on a national level, and they've had some pilot programs. So some people flew out and spent some time with us. Uh, we went around to some churches, et cetera, and showed them what we were doing. They said, hey, we would love for you to be a candidate to do a little bit more with reentry uh, here in the Treasure Valley. And they said, what would you like to do? And so we put this proposal together, and that's what we're doing now. We have named that entity Systemic Change of Idaho. So that's basically what we do. They sponsor this show, and we appreciate that. Uh, so we're able to talk to people about people who are on parole, and we have guests in every week. We've been doing this for almost a year now, so if you go back on KBXL and look at the archives, you can see who's been on. We've had some notable people, wardens and uh, the director of the Department of Corrections, nationally people who are deal with prison issues. Uh, it's a good series of people, and as we've grown, we've learned how to do this, and hopefully we're educating Idahoans about what it's like to be on parole. But in addition to what we do is we also share via a PowerPoint presentation um, information about what it's like to be on parole. And this PowerPoint takes about 25 minutes. We show it to service groups, to community organizations, and to um, churches, etc. anybody that really likes to see it. At the end of the show, if you have an interest in us coming to your organization or to your group, reach out to me and we'll make sure that we can make that happen. The PowerPoint is designed to highlight many of the things that we face as people who are on parole and to educate Idahoans about just how much it costs to be to incarcerate somebody and some of the laws that are unique to Idaho. 
uh, as you may or may not be aware, nationwide there are 70 million people who are convicted felons. What that does as a convicted felon is uh, can be overwhelming to the person that's getting out of incarceration. And you may or may not be well aware of how many people per capita Idaho incarcerates. It's a pretty high number. So we talk about that in the presentation. We try to educate people so that you, the Idahoan, is knowledgeable about what's going on. It's powerful. Again, at the end of the show, we'll reach out to you and let you know how to reach us, and hopefully we can um, get out in front of your group and do all those things possible. That's exciting. Uh, We've actually recently uh, had uh, a meeting where I went back with all those groups in Iowa, and I I can tell you from the groups that are funded in this organization, we're doing something very unique, and it's something we can be proud of, and we are proud of, so we're happy to do that and show it to you. Uh, Today uh, and Saturday, I get to share with you, too, that they were a part of sending cookies to Max, and so we got to go out to Max this week, deliver tons and tons of cookies on Mondays of this week, and then on Wednesday we went out, and I was actually, for the first time, able to go out on the tiers and to see some of the people and hand those cookies to people on a one-on-one basis. As many of you know, the people at Max are locked down for the most part, 23 hours a day, seven days a week. And so sometimes the only thing that they really have is a chance to get from people and who are, uh, if, if they're estranged from their loved ones or their families, it's a volunteer coming by and saying, Merry Christmas, here's some cookies. And so that's what we did this week. It was very powerful for me. I've been out of incarceration now for a little over six and a half years. This is the first time that the system let me go back in there, and I can tell you it was really powerful. So enough said about us and what we're doing. We're going to get to our guest here in just a second, and uh, stay tuned. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community. This is done by what we call Returning Citizens Resources and Coffee Shop. We offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith, their recovery, and to begin their new life as our neighbor. It's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution. If you'd like to help us help them, please contact Mark Rennick at 629-8861. That's area code 208-629-8861. And if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition, we pay for that call. Okay, I'm excited to introduce a man who actually just met today, but we've been talking for a while, and it's kind of exciting. Uh, Frank Hendry, he is the director of Canyon Clinic Wellness over in uh, the Caldwell area, right? Yep, uh, uh, yep, we're out there in uh, Caldwell. We are a uh, uh, free recovery center, community-based center. Good, and I, I know some of your predecessors. I know some people you work with. I know Amy, and I know um, used to know Dr. Greenlee, and I met your director. It's a good group. Since I've been over there, you've moved to a new location. Is that correct? Um, yeah, we're over on uh, 524 Cleveland Boulevard now. Um, Where's that for just those of us who don't know? It is uh, downtown. Um, it's in the old Sears building. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I know that. It's not over there. Yeah. It's the old Sears building. Okay, yeah. good, because you had a location where they tore that whole thing down didn't they? yeah they, they, tore, they tore the whole thing down and and we had to find a new building and basically they're beautifying it. caldwell for right yeah so uh i understand you're not a native idahoan you're uh one of those shameful californians like me i uh, yes born in uh california but uh raised up here 
Good. Yep. How long have you been up here? Uh, I've been up here, uh, well, this time uh, for the last uh, 15 years. Okay. So. And what brought you back up this time? I uh, decided to get out of California okay. again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it, it it's where all my family was, and I just wanted to come back. And so you were, but you were a, you graduated from Homedale High School. Is that I true? did. Yeah. So yeah. you're really a Homedale person. Is that where you live? Yep, I'm related to about half of Hawaii County. I think. Oh, and, really? Yeah. That's it. So, well, it's a small county. Right. <laughs> so that must stead you well. Right. So tell me about the work you do. Um, well, um, we uh, offer a variety of groups. Um, uh, any anything that we can do to uh, support people that are um, uh, wanting to get clean and sober, and um, we also um, have a variety of uh, support groups, mental health support. Um, um, we have uh, Pure Word Recovery Group, um, AA, and stuff like that too. Yeah, because your group your group is the. Um, with the cigarette tax money that was initiated, you were one of the original wellness clinic, quote unquote, right? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And you are one, if not the only, that remained independent to your credit, right? So you took the money. The the design, folks, if you're listening to me, was with that money was is a startup money to start an organization that was based on a model in Connecticut, in which people who are of addiction issues could drop in and receive ongoing support. It's based on a Connecticut model, Caesar or something like that. Right, uh, and, yeah. yeah. And so um, it's a positive model based on a movie called Anonymous People, and it's a great concept. I know that our offices are in Pure Wellness in, in Ada County, mm-hmm. but you had the same model, and you guys chose to remain independent. Is that is that true? Well, that th- that's um, before I came along, so I'm not exactly sure how mm-hmm. how it all uh, came to be. But yeah, I think um, I've been here for I've been there for a year now. Okay. So. Yeah, so that's good. I like the fact that you're independent and you're doing what's your own thing. So in terms of, and you are actually a recovery coach too? I am. Okay, yep. so you went through the process with, our, we were talking about beforehand, you went through our, with yeah, uh, I, Sh- I, Sherry Morgan and all those guys at Recovery right. Idaho. Sherry Morgan uh, did my training along we like with Sherry Morgan another gal. Yeah, she's a great gal. Um, yeah, I did the uh, Recovery Idaho model in um, June of this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Tell me how you think that. Will you think that's that model? I think they're touting along with peer support as the model that's kind of going to be the most effective vehicle for addressing that. Do you agree with that, or what's your thoughts on that in the future? Yeah, I do. I I I really like the model. Um, you know, it, it's it's supporting the recovery basically. Um, providing them with opportunities um, and connecting them with services that whatever gets them sober and mm-hmm. and stable. And one of the and things I successful. like about it too is the recovery plan that comes about. It's more of a peer to a peer approach to person's addiction. So what you're really trying to do is to link those resources together with them. Right. You outline that plan. It's a it's a not my name is Mark and I have these alphabet behind my name and so I'm going to help you fix you. It's more of a working together to have them take the steps to go forward and to become successful on their own and what you do is encourage them and guide them. True, right? Right. We come alongside them and then um, uh, help them do a wellness plan. It's their plan um, but we work with them to kind of um, 
you know, work on areas that um, may be maybe struggling with and connecting them with resources mm-hmm. to help support them any way we can. We we help people with um, looking for work, housing, housing. Food. You know, one of the one of the pieces of the model because we're on a Christian radio station and we can talk about this more than we don't is is the spiritual approach. And I find that because I do this work too for mm-hmm. another agency, and uh, I find a lot of people go, I don't even want to talk about that. But it's a piece of it. How do you approach when you your I'm your recovery and you say, and I say, you know, Frank, I don't want. I'm not a spiritual guy. What do you? How do you fill that component or how do you approach that? Well, you know, I I just share their I I share my own story and and how um, you know it was God that was missing in my life mm-hmm. and and that was the only way that um, for me personally I made it and and the biggest way to share um, Christ in my opinion is by living it um, by example mm-hmm. and and so and this is what god has done in my life mm-hmm. and he can do it in yours too yeah. i totally agree with that is it it but it also because i i think i like you we, i wear many different hats in terms of attempting to work with a population that makes mm-hmm. it work for them and and you and i both have agencies that strive in a secular world mm-hmm. and it's is it do you find that hard to do that or how do you blend that or no i i well i never i never force my you know what i believe on anybody but i give them an opportunity i can introduce them to that and and you know if um you know it's it's all up to them um but i always encourage them to give it a shot mm-hmm. Um, the thing that one of your guys that used to be associated with you and then now he's with uh, the lighthouse uh, Dr. John Greenlee mm-hmm. when I struggled with this three years ago or three and a half years ago because I was having problems with it in terms of uh, being supported by churches that did like celebrate recovery he took me aside and he told me that uh, Mark you know <laughs> always remember anything that brings you out of right. the darkness of addiction into the light is, right. is successful and I think those are the words that I now use all the time mm-hmm. and I think that's what helps me in terms of the people I work with to say however you get sober is there you right. however you get over your addiction however you get yeah. your life on track is okay, mm-hmm. and then we'll deal with it once you're on that right. that situation. So that helped me. I don't know whether that would help you or not. But. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I you know I always take the opportunity to share Christ, but it's it's you know it's whatever works for them. If whatever gets them sober, whatever gets them better, you know that's what I'm all for. Um, well, because I and again, again we wear different hats. I always I'm not trying to put necessarily my experiences on yours but i think in some ways they're similar because we're always around these people who will say you know cognitively we need to approach this and this class and this Mm -hmm. class and then we'll fix these people and that's i'm looking for that person who is fresh out of any kind of addiction that says i don't need any of those aspects and i'm okay and then Mm -hmm. for me to be able to genuinely look at that person and see in their heart that they've got a a peace and a um uh, an overwhelming right. amount of love there. I, I, I have yet to find that person. Right. And so I'm skeptical, but I'm still looking. So right. if somebody's listening to my voice out there and they have that person, please call me and let me know because I'm going to meet them. Right. <laughs> so what's, what else did it, that you can tell me about your agency and what you do? 
Um, well, like I said, we offer a lot of different groups. We're, um, we're going to start um, offering uh, Smart Recovery. Um, okay. Who's going to teach that for you? I'm going to be doing Oh, that. good for you. Yeah. Good news. Um, you are going to wear many hats. Right. Yep. I'm, I'm, I do Pure Word on Thursday night. Um, we offer the Depression and Bipolar Support Alliance for support with um, people with, with um, depression and or uh, bipolar. Uh, we just offered our first AA group. Um, we have a uh, mental health support group that runs every day. Um, and anyone is open to come into the sur at any point in time, correct? Anybody is welcome. Um, they're they're always welcome. Um, we're uh, opening up new hours so that we're open in the evenings longer to reach people that um, maybe can't make it in because they're working. Mm -hmm. And um, we're also um, we have a, a real great lady coming on uh, named Heidi. That's a uh, uh, Spanish speaker. Oh, and, good. Because so um, so it's a strong Spanish-speaking community, too. Right. So we're we're looking at uh, reaching uh, more to the uh, the Spanish-speaking folks. Good deal. Because we feel that they're a great uh, – they really are underserved. Mm -hmm. How do you get your referrals now? Word of mouth or – how do you get your referrals? How does somebody find you guys? Um, it Pretty much it's word of mouth. Um uh, Facebook, um, we try to get out, reach out to churches. Um, we have um, a, a, basically it's a recovery church that's out in uh, Caldwell. Um, What's Life the name Bi of it? What's New it? Life Bible Fellowship. Okay. Um, there's a great um, majority of folks that, that attend that church that are in recovery. Do you have a, uh, a good relationship with uh, District 3 pardons and probation and parole? Or? Uh, I've been trying um, to uh, make some contacts with those folks, and uh, if they can hear me, yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk to yeah. more of them. So. Well, I think those guys, I think as they, f what we find is as they find out a little bit more about what you do, right. that they'll use you as a resource. Um, they also have uh, Jeff Kirkman, who uh, runs the mentor program for the Department of Corrections, is real big on that, would be a strong supporter for you. And they've actually hired now... Um, Vista volunteers, or the recruited Vista volunteers who are in charge of those mentors, mm -hmm. and they're based in um, the District 3 office and the District 4 office, and I know the man over there, but I think I'm a Jerry Sweet who's in charge, and he's a great guy, and he might be somebody to reach out to, and okay. because he's a Vista worker, he might want to make sure that all his people who are mentors their mentees know about you because mm -hmm. they're always looking for resources for the people right. that they're supporting. That would be a good contact yeah. too. And I'm sure those guys would be optimistic. I don't know the, you know, so much of what we do is in region four. It's not in region three, but um, we're certainly want to, as we grow and expand, we want to connect up with you. I think that was one of the reasons why yeah. you and I started talking. Right. So I look forward to that too. Um, I'm trying to think of other coalitions that other groups that you work with in terms of over there. Do you work with Lighthouse, or do you? Um, we we um, unfortunately, the the biggest interaction we've had with the Lighthouse is unfortunately is um, having to um, people are losing funding when they're getting out and um, they aren't having any place to go, and we are um, having to send a lot of people over there because they um, their funding runs out; they don't have any place to go. 
So, yeah. And you're talking about the transitional living money as right. people is released? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's been a big heartbreak for, for me to see um, these guys that are just getting out, and it's such a struggle for them to start over because it really is difficult just to get out and start over. And, Absolutely. And um, so I would like to see that changed to where um, – we try to offer these guys as much help and and support as we can, but um, it it it's something that we've been seeing over and over again that that I'd yeah, really like, like to make a difference in doing. Yeah, and I think again that's one of the certainly the goals with systemic change is to highlight some of those things because as again as you're listening to me, it depends the support as someone's release from incarceration depends on so many different factors but for the person that doesn't have any place to go and let's say in your case he's uh returning to uh canyon county Mm -hmm. and depending on how much money he had on his quote-unquote books Mm -hmm. depends on how much money he's allowed in terms of transitional living money Mm -hmm. from the department and if you've if people have been sending you money and you've been spending money on cookies and coffee and stuff like that then they can sometimes limit that and almost give you nothing if that's their choice to do And if you're not um, eligible or a intravenous drug user, then you're not going to get BPA funding right. like that. So you really are in a rough spot yeah. uh, coming out of incarceration. And so at the best scenario, you get 30 days or maybe 60 days. So you or I do, you name the amount of years, let's say yeah. even as little as three or two, as many as 20, and then you're sitting, I've got 60 days to get a job, mm-hmm. and I am attempting to understand how the world has changed yeah. since I was incarcerated, yeah. and I'm coming to Frank here saying, hey, help me, help me, yeah. and, and I'm trying to figure out how my phone works and yeah. where agent, where um, health and welfare are to get food right. stamps to get going, to get going, and yeah. uh, nobody will hire me, and oh, by the way, I've got to put all these applications in electronically. Right. That becomes overwhelming. Right. So. Yeah, we, we have resource computers where they can come in and um, and and use sort of sort of things. We work with the uh, Canyon County Bike Project to help these guys, just so that they can you know get around and get to appointments and and look for work and stuff. And and we also have uh, bus passes, which is a, a limited supply, but we try to support these guys any way we can because mm-hmm. I've been through the system too, and I know how hard it is to start over. Yeah, but talk about you if you don't mind me talking about it. what did you do. Um, I, uh, well, um, I've had uh, a total of four DUIs. I had two felony DUIs in two months back mm-hmm. in um, 2015, and I did a rider. And um, out of, um, you know, it, it um, out of all the people that I, that I went with, there was only a, a very few of us that ended up being able to stay out. Uh, riders are very, um, I'm not a big proponent of riders because you put you on probation and uh, it's very hard to describe riders. Right. That's not my favorite mode of um, support. I would, I'm, I'm tend to tend to be critical of riders because they put you on such a long period of time of um, probation that's almost, I, I look back on where I was five years ago and say, I'll never break the law for five years. That's pretty difficult. And yeah. when you're always drug testing, et cetera, et cetera, it's a difficult right. kind of spot. Yeah. So, we have some issues with riders, but that's the way the system is for right yeah. now. Yeah. How, how far along are you on that? Uh, well, I, um, I'm, I have uh, three more years of probation to go. Wow, see, that's tough. And um, but I've been I've been very fortunate. You know, I got hooked up with a great church when I got out, and they supported me a great deal. 
and then I got involved with Canyon Clinic Wellness, and uh, I've been there. Well, like I said, uh, if you're, again, you're listening to my voice out here. You're starting to see some of the issues. Uh, we think that we've, we're, we're making some headway, I guess, in, in Ada County, and you can see that Canyon County, which is always where we wanted to expand to with systemic change and where we hope to in 2018 to do some stuff that hopefully we can do with you. But you can see this is a major issue for people out there. So again, this tugs at your heart. As we close this show, I'll reach out and let you know how you get in touch with me. If this is something that you want to do, it's, it's very simple. Uh, what we, what I can probably speak for Frank and what I need are people who say, boy, this is a nice way where I could show my Christianity and go out and support some people. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Maybe just a, if you live in Canyon County, maybe you could just talk to Frank about giving somebody a ride someplace, someplace. It's not extending any kind of financial enti- uh, resource of yours. It can just show a person what it's like to be a good Christian and support somebody. It's very positive, and it, it really dramatically affects people, don't you think? It does. You know, it what we try to do is fill the gap where treatment and and everything, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we we try to catch people before they fall through the cracks. That's and that's it's it's those people who are falling through the cracks. And Idaho, you need to understand, as they fall through the cracks, then they tend to break law, and then they yep. go back into the system yep. on either a violation or and they're back in there running up bills. And if you're listening to the Watching the newscast, we're talking about sending another thousand people out of state recently. So that means they're filling back up the system, which we had a, the trend going the right way, and so now we seem to be losing it a little bit. So, wow. anything we can close with for you? Say anything you want to kind of mention that we didn't mention for you? Uh, no, we just, um, you know, we're always looking for volunteers. Um, mm-hmm. If if you guys want to come out and use a web page or some kind of page yeah, or telephone number, you want place? Um, yeah, our our number is two zero eight. Two zero nine three one zero three. Our website is www.canyonwellness.org, and you can also um, find us on Facebook. Okay. Listen. Thank you so much for coming in, Frank. I mean, we got we've been talking on the phone for a while, and we got to meet face to face. Yeah. And so uh, that's pretty special for me. And we thank you for coming in. Okay? Yeah. Thank you so much. I think uh, 2018 will be a good year for. We hope, I, I'm, I'm certain that it'll be a good year for Systemic Change of Idaho. And one of the things that we look forward to doing is to expanding into the Canyon County area. If you want to be a part of that, I'll let you know how to do that in just a second. I was standing on the side of the road, rain falling on my shoes. Heading out for the East Coast, Lord knows I paid some dues getting through. Tangled up in blue. Okay, again, I want to thank Frank for coming in and uh, spending some time with us. Uh, if you if you didn't get the numbers that he gave out in terms of connecting with him, connect with me, and I'll make sure you get that referral. We're pretty easy to reach. We try to cover all those bases. Systemic Change is www.systemicchangeofid.com. You can email us at systemicchangeofidaho at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of ID. We're on Instagram as Systemic Change of ID. And you can even call us on the phone at area code 208-477-1006. We hope to see you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin. Thank you. Let's